Roll for initiative. Welcome to the Honor Roll Podcast, the podcast that helps you level up your role-playing game! What the hell? <laughs> Mush, tabletop, LARP, and everything in between. We're not better gamers than you, we just all have different experiences to share. And maybe we can help you have more fun at your game! Because the only way to win a role-playing game... Uh, apparently you do funny voices. I, yeah. Funny voices are trending right now on Man. Twitter. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. They're, I'm Ryan. I'm, what? They're hot. They're hot. They're so hot right they're now. They're so hot right now. I'm Ryan. I'm the curmudgeon. And joining me, as always, is Carrie, the legend. Hello, hello. And Jason, the favorite. And also the one who wants to remind you that... Go join your local union. Carpenter's Union needs more people. <laughs> we can't <laughs> man all the jobs that we have right now. <laughs> Hey, I have three seconds to use whatever I want. Okay. That's true. That's true. It's his three seconds. It's your three seconds, man. Well, when last we left our intrepid adventurers, we were sitting right here at this table. Uh, <laughs> what have you been up to, Jason? Uh, losing an hour's sleep. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, it is your fault. It is. It is. As the oldest person here, I blame you for all of society's ills. You know, it's me and the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Hard at work. Uh, that's why you're the curmudgeon. Anyway, what have you been doing, Carrie? <laughs> art. I've been doing lots of art. You just said that you're, for the first time in a long time, you've got more art than you can do. Yeah, I've, my my uh, my dance card is full. Ooh. Yeah. Anything you want to tell us about? Did Mr. Darcy put his name down twice? Uh, mm. I didn't get that, but I'm sure it was funny. It was <sighs> to people who've read certain books. books. <laughs> read. Um... Yeah, I think I think I think I can. It's 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 uh public. Tell knowledge. us things that are in the air. I just signed the contract and sent it back to do the uh, cover art, Snowhaven. Yay! Yay! Okay. Does that mean we can count on gunslinging yetis? I look. I'm going to do my best. But he's <laughs> definitely going to get some uh, concept art that has um, some. Gunslinging yetis in it. <laughs> not your, not one of your normal lewds, though. Like normal stuff. What? <laughs> okay, I guess it'll be normal. Oh, now. Is it, what do you, is hentai yeti? Is that yeti? Ooh. Ooh. Now it is. Yeah. Oh. Gunslinging yeti. That's that's not a gun. Yentai. Mm, no. Yeah, I think you're right. We just yeah, lost. I'm going to be thinking about this all day. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. What have you been up to, Ryan? Still working on the gun belt. <laughs> but what, what's what's the weird development that you uh, decided to do? Well, I have two. Pro- I have a problem and a development. Okay, so what's your problem the, first? The problem is uh, I just learned on a game design forum today that apparently uh, shaman is no longer an acceptable word to use for uh, a mystic because it's based on um, I don't remember what country it was, but there's some you know primitive mystic elder tribesmen thing that they that's the word comes from sure and and so it is now been deemed as offensive okay so you know so much for my shaman well, well can't I you just call them mystics i like mystic so here's the trouble so there's a couple of easy ways you could go you could go well they're healers right but the problem is they don't all heal sure in the gun belt 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you could say, well, they're you could call them holy men. Well, holy implies that they believe in God, a God, and, and a religious structure, right? And, and these that don't is have not a reli- the case. Is it animistic religion? It, it's not really a religion at all. Is this for the birdies? Or? No, this is for for sorrels. For sorrels, yeah. The problem is all a lot of the alternative words don't quite fit properly. And so, anyway, so that's going to be a struggle. Jay, well, no, I was about to say the wrong name. Tolkien would have said to just create an entire language for the sorrels and four or five thousand years worth of history. I don't have that. That would be the simple solution, right? So, and then the other fun thing is just a kind of just for for poops and ha-has, I've been working on figuring out how to turn the gun belt into a parlor LARP. I think you're on the right track. (laughs) So we've been fussing around Mm. with some some mechanics for it, and it's kind of funny, so... I think you should release an alpha slice for that, and then we run a game of it. Or I'll run a game for you to play. I don't believe in slices. I don't do slices. You don't do slices? I I want the whole pie. You want the whole... Well, who doesn't want the whole pie? I know, right? Right. Have you ever had a really good pot pie? Yes. (sighs) I've had so many bad ones, it made me think they were bad. And then I had a good one one time. Oh, okay, yeah. I wasn't sure where you were going with that. I was like, yeah. Or a pasty. Have you ever had a pasty? Pasty. On her boobs? No, that's disgusting. How dare you reference her body? That's gross. Not your body, but reference. I, yeah, wait, hey, way to try to like a way to try to put my foot in my mouth, but that's put right. it in yours instead. Uh, that's I have a powers. I, I do I do have a pasty story though. Okay, if we're we're skip my story. <laughs> <laughs> so when you put pasties on, you know right. it's glue. Yeah, of course. And when you take them off, your your nipple concaves in. It's really bizarre. Do you have one? Because I want to try this. I do not have any right now. No. Sorry. That's going to get edited. I can tell already. <laughs> I can tell. The look at his face. <laughs> we'll Facebook live that one. Woo! <laughs> no, I don't want to see your nipples do that. That would be weird. I want to see if my nipples do that. Sure. You're, I'm pretty sure all nipples do that when you There's do There's only one way to find all out. All right. We'll experiment. We need to get... That should be the new thing we do with guests. <laughs> we put pasties on We're them? Like, hey, bef- like this is going to sound weird. But before before we go live, we need you to put some pasties on them right before we close. Um. And then we see if it inverts your nipples. It will. Mm-hmm. It will. Would it extrovert have... your belly button? That would be I, weird. I don't think so. What if you have an innie and you want to get rid of it? <laughs> you want an outie. just pop? It wasn't a pop. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we can't have our own podcast. <laughs> Maybe this would be. What, what's our podcast about this week? I don't know. Uh, but, but but we recorded two hours. They so giggled a close. lot. <laughs> Let's talk about our Patreon. <laughs> who, who do we have that's a Patreon now? <laughs> Patreon. What about Cameron Pruett? He's my favorite. Yeah, you say that every week. But he is my favorite. Did he send you any Pepsi this week? No, but that's because it's, it's Lent and I can't have Pepsi. Did he send you uh, a Pepsi substitute? No, but that's okay. He's in Disney World because he lives there. Son I, of a bitch. Oh, I don't like him anymore. So sick of that. Oh. Every week. I've got like four or five people on my Facebook that are posting pictures from Disney and I hate them a little bit. Well, he, Cameron's on some weird, like, year-long pil- Where pilgrimage. Where he intends to go, like, twice a week until next year. Yeah, or something. Like, he got, he bought a season pass, oh, and he's... He, he lives in, like, Orlando, I think? No, he, was, he doesn't. Where, where does he live? 
Like not there. South Carolina, I think, or North like Carolina. That's like a 10-hour drive. It's I, not I, close. I, mm, he's doing it, though. So there. Good for him. Yeah. So, uh, what about... Why what? do you always say what about? <laughs> we have Ryan Martin. Yay, Ryan Martin. We have Ryan Martin. Martin. We also have Drew Stevens. Drew we Stevens. We have Drew, who stopped playing in my mush, and now I'm Ooh. judging him. Oh. Now he's some mush. Not that's because thing. he's playing muds now. He might be playing muds, and that's okay. no, really, it's okay. If he, because as long there's as more he's math, fun. and that's you know, he's a fan well, of that. Math is hard. We also have Noah Coltrip. Wait, wasn't there something special about Noah? There is. What Noah's Noah has a character who is actually uh, is waiting on hold to talk to us. Here oh wow! The phone. Oh okay. Yeah. Before we talk to him, we need to. Who's the last patron? Oh, remember, we're keeping. We're gonna keep her name because we liked it. So oh, it's, well, you have to tell it's, me. It's Sarah. Ra ra ra. Sarah ra 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 ra. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, if you'd like a shout out, we'd love to give you one. You can get one by helping us keep the show on the air by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash on a roll podcast. And what's great about that is you get lots of free stuff. Like what? Well, you can get postcards and books and prints. And the really cool thing is you can even, uh, if you back us for enough money, you can even get us to uh, come to your house and give you a hug. That's a lot of money. That is not at all what I was going to say. I was going to say you can can get us to roast one of your characters. Oh, that's right. Mm Mm-hmm. That's an interesting thing. Speaking of characters, uh, it appears there's somebody on the phone who is is wanting to speak with us. Um, give me just a second here. And hello, goodness, hello, hello. Hi, who are we talking to? I'm a magru of the mutant frog. What? A magru? That's a neat name. I'm from the Gamma World. Oh, are there a lot of mutant frogs in the Gamma World? The Gamma World is based on the mutant future. I thought it was based on Beta World. It was a later version. It's about a post-apocalyptic world where there's mutations and robotics and things. Tell us what you look like. Because if you're, are, do you look like a frog? Well, I think it's important to note I'm from Ohio. <laughs> okay. As such. I have a, a quick question. Being from Ohio is important. Oh, yeah, yes. We're the post-apocalyptic state that's so friendly <laughs> that we even put high right in the middle of the day. <laughs> So you have emerald green eyes. Any other distinguishing features? My skin is green. I've got red and gray spots. And I wear a black skin tight suit. Oh, sexy. (laughs) Is it easy being green? Well, you see, I also have a strong orange tongue. (laughs) I think you just broke Jason's Children, please turn this episode off now. Yeah, you re- can listen to the pasty comment, but you can't listen to the strong green orange see, tongue. I like to sit in the trees and play my flute. That's what jazz flute. <laughs> yes. And then I regularly expose oh. my stealthy exploits against others because I'm a ninja. Wait. Oh, you're a ninja. Oh. I use my tongue in my ninja fighting. So this is your occupation? Ninja. <laughs> As a ninja, what do you consider to be your best skill? Oh, well, I'm 
I'm ninja through and through. I was trained in a village. The village was hidden so well, I can't even find it now. Oh, is this part of Mississippi? I mean, Ohio? It may have been Ohio. <laughs> I left my village to make my name so that I could have my own dojo. Uh, if, if and I can scrape up the cash. Are you still saving for it? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I, I, I like to fight. I yell ninja as I do it. <laughs> Every time the bad guys come up, I'm like, I'm going to punch you. Ninja! And then you give them a good tonguing. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, ninja know no failure. Just unexpected success. Ninja! As, as, a, um, as a ninja, I'm sure you've fought a lot of bad guys. Oh, yes. I use Tung Fu. <laughs> oh. So what's the, the worst bad guy you've ever fought? Oh, this, there is... <laughs> There was this vagabond frog what seemed to always appear whenever I was in a settlement and, and whatnots and have yous. Our fights, you know, they're rough. This other frog, he's, he's inferior. Oh, but you couldn't beat him. And he would taunt me and, you know, it was rough. Oh, I'm sorry, did he say mean things? Did you have a best friend to console you? My truest traveling companion, he's a human. His name's... Orkin Trutech. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of the Pennsylvania Trutechs. No, but he does have the ability to spray your house for bugs. Okay, <laughs> this may be personal, but, like, do you eat bugs? Look, this guy, his gratitude, he knows no bounds. <laughs> okay. He, he, you know, one time during this combat, we were fighting land sharks. I was like, ninja! My, my friend, yes. Orkin, right? So, uh, hey, unexpectedly... But intentionally, uh, that means he knew he was going to do it, but I didn't. Oh, right. sure, yeah. Uh, he used his trans-dimensional warp berries, sent him off to places unknown. Oh, no. Yeah, I eventually found him in a bunker across between dimensions and had to restore his glory as a warrior and stuff. Because he ran away from the land sharks? Because ninja! Oh, okay. What big accomplishments have you had? Oh! Exploring this ancient ruin, we found a stockpile of laser weapons. Ooh. Thought that meant great payday while in the capital city, the region of Domar. Oh, yeah. Sure. Unfortunately, when we sold them, we didn't realize that those pure strain humans were going to use it as a reason to take over this whole place. And so it created this, like, genocide. So your greatest Oops. accomplishment is uh, accidental genocide? <laughs> Sometimes bad things happen. And... Because you're thoughtless? Ninja! <laughs> So where, where are you live now? I don't know. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> I'm traveling the land. Are, are you looking I'm, for a, a I'm, new... I'm talking. <laughs> are you fleeing constantly? Ninja! So I'm traveling the land, and I'm seeking ever greater challenges to my might. Is that your greatest moment? Uh, you'd have to ask my friends, Massa and Moon. They'd really be the ones who better tell you. Uh, they're a pair of katana forged by the smith master of a small hoop of mutant rabbits. Follow this great powerful bug community. See, their grace and keenness is matched only by Amagru himself. That's me, Amagru. I'm a ninja. So that's uh, your sword's name? They're a pair that's to su- surpass all other weapons, you know. Uh, Yen's makes, with the exception, maybe a pair of vibro swords. Uh, you know, but either way, the song of our blades passing will entrance the ears of those nearby. So let's dance, right? So, wait, Ninja! Wait, I have one question. Sure. If you had vibro swords, would you have to use your tongue less? Look, one day I'd like to visit my home. <laughs> okay. If I can find it. And I'm 
See, I, I miss the wind sweeping mushroom trees, sitting beneath pink waterfalls while I meditate. See, there, oh, I go. there's just some unmistakable peace in the place of my birth in Ohio, right outside Dayton. <laughs> I hunger. I hunger for a moment of respite. Oh, wait, I didn't think you remembered where you were from. Ninja! <laughs> I gotta go. Thanks for well, calling. Yeah, no. Hey, wait, I think I think Ryan has some questions for you. No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Bye. Ninja! All right, bye. Oh, yeah. Goodness gracious, he was hyper. Well, All right. Yeah, he's a mutant frog. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't know Ohio was so exciting. I don't know that I it is. I think it's better after the wasteland. Maybe. Yeah. All right, well, let's go to combat rounds. Welcome to Combat Rounds. Combat Rounds. Mm. All right, well, today we're going to be talking about making plots. Okay. And I've made a plot before. Did you? Earlier? Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Role-playing game Was that plots. a poop joke? No, of course not. <laughs> I'm, I'm too far too highbrow for that. <laughs> so, tell me more about making plots. Well, I have an idea. Okay. I think instead of telling people, because we always say that it's better to show people than to tell people. Which sure. is why we talk and recording. That's why for we're their talking ears. and recording, yes. so they can ear footage. Yeah. No, I think instead of just going through this is how you make a plot. Let's make a plot. Well, you're the only one that's currently running a game, right? I am. So what? What are your two big games? My two games right now, I run two different mushes. Right. I run Coral Springs, which is a superhero high school game. Mm-hmm. And I run Lost and Found, which is supernatural. Like the TV show. Like the TV TV show, Supernatural, set in the during World War II. All right. Well, I think this will be easier. Why don't we go with the superhero game? Okay. Yeah. So we're going to go with Coral Springs. We're creating a plot for Coral Springs. So, hi, congratulations. We're on a storytelling staff together. Oh, no, not right. again. First thing that I want to, the first thing I want to say about coming up with plots for games is the I want to give the one big, uh, the big no-no that I have as a personal rule. <laughs> and that is, if, if your plot pitch starts with the words, wouldn't it be cool if it wouldn't? Yeah. I think that's good life advice. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. When you're making a character, the same thing. Wouldn't it be cool if this or guy did this? hold my beer while I write this plot. Right. Yeah, that was <laughs> not good either. But wouldn't it be cool if, uh, typically, the problem is what you're not doing is you're cre- you're not creating a cool story. You're creating a cool moment. Yeah. But you have to back up and figure out where it comes from first. Exactly. You know, if you so say... So it's no longer cool. Wouldn't If you say, wouldn't it be cool if, you need to answer... Yeah, it would be cool. So let's write it down and work it into a real story later mm-hmm. is yeah. usually the, the good advice. And I think you have to be careful with that because you can steal as much as it. there is a process to convert that into a real plot. You can still be enamored with the moment instead of Absolutely. it having impact. Good plots have good moments. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tent poles, I've heard some people refer to them because it makes a moment which you can hang the whole thing on and is very memorable. Right. Mm-hmm. The other thing uh, I want to just briefly mention is the unpermissibles, mm-hmm. which is just we we think that things like rape and child abuse, uh, like there are just things that we don't think make make good stories. And so we call them the unpermissibles because we just don't run them. 
Right. It, most of the time, the theme that you want to address, which is usually things like hopelessness or loss of control or power in your life, you can address it in other ways that are nearly as impactful without having the negative drawbacks. Right. But we did a whole show on the unpermissibles, and so if you want to, it's back in season one. You can go back and look for it if you're mm-hmm. interested in that. So. so tell us more about the world of Coral Springs. Okay, Coral Springs is a high school that only has superheroes in it. So it's like Sky High? Yeah, it's very much like Sky High. Okay, cool. Um, it is based on an island off of, I believe, New Hampshire. It's okay. kind of like if Alcatraz was a school for superpowered kids. Yes. But on the other coast. And the school is... Uh, I did not design this game. This game okay. was given to me by someone else. In was it given to you by ninjas? Ninjas! No, it was given to me by Poseidon! Okay. That, that was his name. Water ninja. Water ninja. The school is a a boarding school, so the kids stay there when school's in se- session. So there are um, there's four teams. It's basically it's kind of designed after Harry Potter with they the have houses. houses. Yeah, they have houses, but they're called teams. And that's a real thing too. Though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay, so this takes place in the modern day. It does take modern day. All right. So what kind of stories work well in this game? That you have seen go well. It is a very strange balance with this game because they're superheroes. So like wackiness always works. What Right now, one of the staff is running a plot with a little girl that's bringing toys to life and making the toys attack people. That's a decent comic book superhero. Plot. Right, exactly. Um, and then on the flip side, we have a, a couple players that are running really heavy plots. You know, okay. like uh, one of the players, uh, um, Callisto, uh, she's a fae, and her mother was going into her dreams and going into her friends' dreams and like torturing them. And like, so it, it can be also very heavy. And like, they ended up having to kill the mother. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, so. Now, what kind of plots don't go over well? Because of the way Mush is set up, players can run their own plots. Sure. Um, in the plots that I've seen that do not go over very well is when it is a look at me plot. Anything that just showcases like yourself, yeah, like like if I'm if I'm running, uh, if I use my character that I have in this game as the center focus for the plot, and I only I can save everyone, and or or I'm the one that's in danger, and everyone has to save me. Just don't have your character there. Just run the plot. Some of that is a result of it being a mush, though. Yeah. If it was a tabletop game or a LARP, you typically are not running your own PC. I've seen, a, I've seen a lot of tabletops that do that. Uh, and to be fair, one of the biggest things we fought in UT was storytellers running plots for their friends with their own characters involved in the plots. It happens everywhere. Okay. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, I don't like that at all. No, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. so, I told those people that I hated it at the time. The truth so, is, I actually, I, I believe most players hate it, too. Oh, yeah. So, but too. most players are afraid to say anything. Mm-hmm. Well, if you so, one-person storytelling staff and they're running a thing with their character, you're afraid they're just going to quit storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in Mushes, though, the, the players have a lot more power to run their own stories. Correct? Right, yeah, and, and that is okay, but if you're running a story and you go, come play in my story, and everyone goes, okay, and they come into the room. And, and the then only one really playing is your character. The only one that gets to do anything is your character. Then just go write a fanfic. 
Right. Like Fair. you're not, you're not, those. yeah, you're not running this for other people. You're just running it for yourself. All right. So how long of a plot do we need? Is this going to be a one shot for like a scene or two, or is this going to be uh, something you want to go on for a, a little bit of time? I think we should do a one shot. Okay. That's right. good. Let's so one do session. a one shot. But you will run it. As I, a I will run this as a plot. So if you are a player of my in the Coral Spring game, you guys just are getting little spoilers. That's all. And you know what? Sometimes it's a lot of fun to kind of know. Yeah, what's to know going and on. help. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. What kind of story do we want to run? I love anything that's like a mystery where you're trying to figure something out. Okay. I feel uh, for me, it's a superhero game, so I feel like it should have a supervillain in it. I like supervillains. So a supervillain mystery, where's this going to take place? Because there is a nearby town, right? Yes. We have the nearby town, which is a vacation hotspot. So during the winter at this time, it's not as crowded with townies. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some people there. There's a coffee shop. There's, you know, like any of the local kind of normal places that would be in a town, in a smaller town, will be there. So we can use any of those locations. We can have the school attacked, but I always think that the school needs to be, like, the safe right. zone. Yeah. So you want to um, save it base. for something really significant, too. Right. Yeah, like, we've actually had the school attacked before, um, but, like, it's always better if it's a huge thing right. than just, like, a one-shot villain. You're right. Like, that's a bank robber. All right, so we've got a villain. He's going to do do a crime. There's going to be a little bit of a mystery to solve with this. So what's our villain's motivation? What's he after or what's he villainizing? What fits really well in your world? What sorts of villains do they tend to enjoy? Goofy. They like something? Okay, they <laughs> are, like something fun. Yeah, like I... Because a lot of times when it's a one-shot, Goofy is good. When it's somebody's father... Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's where the drama comes They want in. time to chew on something like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Super villains are over the top. Yes. So, so well, we're then, looking at more golden age. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's take a second and ask, so that, what about the PCs that are in your game right now? What can we do to, like, I think that if you've got, especially with superheroes, they have certain powers, right? Mm-hmm. And so our villain, I think for a successful villain in a scenario like this, the successful villain should probably have powers that are in some way complementary to what our heroes can combat. Sure. You know, like if, if all of the heroes, if everyone playing in your game can swim underwater, then our bad guys should be found underwater. Right. Like yeah. That. No, that makes sense. Okay. I've, I've pulled up the teams mm-hmm. okay to look right now and i mean i've got probably 35 characters here okay so and you the the difficulty with running a, a mush uh plot like this is that you don't know who's going to be on okay so it's, it's not unlike running a lar plot then you don't sure. know for mm-hmm. sure if you hang a whole plot on one person they don't show you okay. always so if this was a tabletop game we might get into the pcs a little bit more and what they can do and, and their interests and right. needs. but in, in this case it's not as applicable i know in general like i've got a a core like three or four players that always show up for the tuesday events okay well let's let's talk about the ones that always show up then all right. Um, I, I mentioned Callisto. Okay. Right. Um, but she has three different characters she might be playing. So you never know. Okay. So I never know. She plays a werewolf, a fae, or a crow shifter. So those are all um, kind of like supernatural. Right. Magical supernatural Magical, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Ashton and Dylan, um, he, he's kind of two-sided. Uh, Ashton is a demon. 
Okay. Uh, he's half demon, and so he does magic. And then Dylan is uh, like Nightcrawler. He bamps places. Okay, so we've got a lot of magic, supernatural stuff, and a person um, who teleports. Right. We've got Felicia or Rain. Um, they're both kind of bricks. Okay. Rain does, uh, she, she can multiply herself. Oh, that's cool. So um, she's a brick that can make more bricks. Yeah, she's sort of. a wall. She's a wall. Um, we've got Koga, who's a warrior. He he does some um, mystic. He's like a mystic warrior. We'll okay. just some more it. magic. Yeah, we've got Buddy Bryce. Buddy is kind of Beast Boy, and Bryce is a psychic. He can make like uh, psychic hammers and magic. Magic. I mean, stuff. it could fall into the magic. Yeah, psychic. Okay. Um, so there's lots of so uh, there's lots of. Of magic, supernaturally magicy stuff. I think I feel like we need to maybe have a villain that either uh, maybe negates magic in a room so that they have to like actually just punch him instead, or you know, like mm-hmm. think outside their box. Or maybe maybe it's a villain who has got a magic battery that they're trying to charge, and maybe the mystery that they'll have to solve later is what was the battery gonna power. I like the second half. I, I'm not a fan of taking away character powers. They always feel like uh, like it's okay if it's a very rarely. Right. But most of the time it just feels cheap. Okay. Like, hey, this one thing that I'm good at, I can't do anymore. I think that's uh, that's a good good thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I when I superheroes often fight the power negation. But I would have never, you're right, I wouldn't have suggested that in any other genre, because normally that sucks. Well, the reason why it works in comic books is because, you know, no one feels depowered. It's, you're reading it. But even True, it's not your power that's well, lost. And, and, and also, every one of these characters on their sheet already has a kryptonite. Okay. Oh, okay. So, could we have a couple of those? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um... What, what's a couple of kryptonites? Because that's interesting. Well, I mean, obviously, silver for the werewolf, silver. gold for the crow shifter, okay. um, iron for the the fae. Wow, she's all just got metal for her. Literally, her kryptonite is all different. Bullets, bullets seem to work. <laughs> we all have themes. Uh, there's a couple of them that have phobias. Oh, any interesting phobias? Uh, drowning is one I know for certain. A claustrophobia is one. Um, so a sewer fight. I Mm. like a sewer fight. Ooh, ooh, okay. The mystery takes him into the sewer. Where there's all these old iron pipes. Mm -hmm. Not bad. Yeah. There we go. Um, Okay, so are we safe to say that sewer is going to be our location? Yeah, let's I think it should start above ground. And drop immediately into the sewer. There's maybe some henchmen. That gives them an easy, crunchy thing to go through. Yeah, henchmen That somehow leads them into a sewer. And I like the magic battery idea. Like, he's trying to do something. Is there any canon about your sewers already? No. None that I know of, anyway. Um, I do know that in the past, the school was attacked by were-sharks. And that there's some kind... This is before I was a story. Oh, no, I this like Before I was running it. Um, that there is a... There were mermaids, like, three years ago. There were mermaid PCs. Okay. <laughs> And their big thing was that there was a there there was another evil mermaids. No, they weren't. But but they were they were just like another species. Okay. okay, another species that lived underwater. They weren't mermaids. Like they they had squid faces, I think. And they were in war. They were at battle. They were in war. They're they're two. Sure. You know. And um, at one point, the the squid people were attacking the school. Um, 
I wasn't really around for that very much. Okay. But, uh, so, I mean, there is precedent set that there are things under the water that are bad and will attack. Right. So, if we really wanted to bring something into the sewers, that's not a far stretch. I like the idea of having one of the bad guys from the old plot line be in the sewers and somehow the magic battery is bringing them back. So, okay, hold on. And it gives you a little the, continuity porn. Not not this principal, but the principal before was one of the squid face oh! people. And he what just happens? kinda left. He just well, there you went, go. But maybe maybe it's not so much bringing him back to life or whatever, but maybe he's trying to get this battery. Like maybe he's manipulating the whatever villain is be getting the battery to get the battery because it has been implied in the past that he wanted magical items for something. What happened to the squid face people? It was just dropped. It was nothing. Okay, was so the dumb. squid face people have been uh, confined away somehow. Magically and locked away. Magically or they're just, away. them and the mermaids are at it and aren't coming to the surface. Well, if they have the magic battery, he can unlock them somehow. It's not a battery, it's a key. A key he has to power up. To bring them back, maybe. If if the if the squid people and the mermaid people are just quietly living beneath the sea, it's not plot. So what we have to do is create a reason for them to need to be freed or something. Maybe the key. <laughs> maybe the key unlocks the ability for them to become like amphibians instead, so oh, they can breathe I above like air. That. The mermaids have been forced away because there's no more mermaids, correct? As far as I know, yeah. There's, so the there's... mermaids have largely been driven away, and now... This is, just so you guys know, this is not a one-time plot. And it's okay. This is fun. We'll, we'll keep going with but it. But sometimes but... plots develop organically yes. like this. Yes, So absolutely. you've got this guy, or, or I don't know. Girl, Do we know it was a guy. He Do was we a know guy. his name? I can look it up. Okay. okay. So we take this person. He's trying to get this... The old school principal... Yeah, we're just going to call him that. For needs now, a so. device that will allow his people to transform themselves so they can breathe above water. Could they could could they or not before? They, I think he had a breathing device, so they can get rid of the breathing devices. Yeah. And I, what and if I it makes were, what if they can make them look like regular people now? Mutants and superheroes are it's known so in this normal, universe. So it doesn't. It, I mean, it's not completely normal, but you know, if someone like starts flying, people don't pass out. Okay. So he wants to, to get this device. And bring his people to the surface. Right. For, to, to take over the town. Okay. So we've got this um, magician of some sort, right? Who's uh, trying to help accomplish this. And ultimately he works for the Ocean Master. I mean, the tentacle face dude. Can his name be Ocean Master? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'm, I'm looking to see if I can find his name. We've got this, the start of their motivation. Why do they want to take over the town? So what makes the town better than being underwater? Oh, okay. What's the lure to make them, you know... Coffee. They, 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 <laughs> well, there's a pizza shop. That's oh, really... Pizza and coffee. Right? Um, no, maybe... The, you know what? Maybe it could be something was, goofy. But maybe when he was principal, he left something at the school. Well, or, we don't want to threaten the school directly. Right. No, but I'm saying... And then it went with one of the graduates out. What if it's simpler... What if it's simpler? What if it's more like just the when the last hurricane came through, it destroyed their city, and so they're ready to find a new one? Has there been a hurricane in play? No, okay. not really. It's been winter. It's just been 
stormy cold. Maybe um, they lost. They didn't win. The mermaids won. They're being driven out. Still, something. It, it, why would why would they pick a city that's full of superheroes? That's full of superheroes. Okay. Um, his name was Crutchen. K R U T C H E N. I like that, Doctor Crutchen. He's a doctor now. Okay. I don't know. I just think it's yeah, he had to be a doctor to be the dean of the school. Or whatever. Oh, okay. Doctor Crutchen, but you may call me. Ocean Master. Stop that! <laughs> so, why do they want to come to the city? What's maybe special? They, maybe there is something about the city that has never been revealed before. I don't know. That feels That's too big. so cheesy. Maybe yeah. it's actually a Hellmouth. Oh. Oh. Suddenly we're back in Lost and Found. No, it's, or oh, it's all connected! Every game ever. Oh, well, our city's a Hellmouth. What if it's <laughs> what if it's Ohio? They're trying to get to Ohio. <laughs> Ticket to the Ninja! Okay, so instead of them wanting to invade, maybe they need something in the city to help them win their maybe war. Maybe the key only works in the city. Maybe the... Maybe the Maybe it's not that they want to take over the key. Maybe it's they have to do whatever they're doing to be able to breathe on land at that location. I don't, I don't know. I think closer. I almost feel like that we're getting lost in the weeds and uh, breathing on land and stuff like that. We have a MacGuffin that, that they want for some yeah. reason, uh, a key or battery or whatever it is. So I think we need to, to back up and think about what it does and not tie ourselves down to breathing. Because it feels like that every time we... Try to justify that. There's no good reason for them to come to the city. Well, okay, okay. But I'm, I'm, maybe it is breathing, but... What is powering the battery? Magic? Like, they're going to be trying to... Did we decide that they're trying to get the magic from the students? Or? I like the idea of... I like the idea because so many of these PCs are, are have magic powers. What if the... They've got this... Uh, some sort of battery. Maybe it's a key, whatever. But for it to work, it's got to collect... The magic energy, right? And so every time our heroes fire a magic bolt or use their magic powers against the guy with the key, the magic goes into the battery instead of hitting him. Isn't that now, the same as taking well, away? No, because they could still use it indirectly. Like they could use their magic to pull a pipe off the wall and hit him with the pipe. But if they're firing a magic blast at him, he can grab it. I don't know. Maybe does it make, okay, in this game, does the sort of thing um, where you get a roll to defend, how, how does this How does this mush work mechanically? Yeah, yeah, there there are mechanics. And okay. I generally, when I run scenes, I run mechanics. Sure. Um, just because I actually really enjoy the uh, ability to, because when you roll, you either get a success, a good success, a great success, and then if you roll super well, you get what's called an amazing success. Sure. And when you get an amazing success, that's like, you know, I flick a pebble and it kills the dragon. Whoops. You know, like, it's very hard to do. But you can also get a... Um, it goes the other way, too. It goes the other way, too. And if you get the... I don't remember what the really bad failure is. It's embarrassing. An embarrassing failure. I like that. You know, like, you flick the pebble and you put your own eye out. Okay. like. And when you don't have those rolls, it always feels real like, and then I kill the dragon with one blow. And everyone's no, like, I agree. Uh. I, I like some, uh, on games in which there are things like combat, I tend to like some sort of mechanic. Yeah, yeah. To, to prevent, what it, what do we call it, Calvin Ball? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that. It, it, okay, so uh, what if he gets 
a defensive roll, and the the, uh, the 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 object gives him a roll. That means that he can absorb certain attacks, and so it's not automatic. It's, so it's essentially it's his dodge roll. It his dodge roll gets him. So if they some win, power. if they win, it hits him, and if he wins, it goes into the box. Okay. So that means that they're really doing the same amount of damage they would normally do. Right. It's so they just, don't feel depowered. What's changing is that if they don't hit him, it costs them. Right. right. Okay. And then you have to somehow telegraph the fact that misses are powering this thing up. Oh, yeah. Well, that that's easy because that's all just, you know, describing the, the, hum. the hum is getting louder and the box is starting to glow and, you know. Right. You it, know. Is it reasonable in the system to assume that there'll be misses and successes. Yeah, so you'll be able to say, oh, that one hit him and this yeah. one didn't and they can tell it's because yeah, well, absorbed li- that one and not Literally, all one. I have to do is when Koga throws a fireball at him, sure. the fireball will go into the box. Right. You know, like, so what I, happens when the box is fully powered? It becomes... Oh, it becomes the key, which mm, is what or whatever need it to is. do. Yeah. And it's not a literal key. We'll figure out... Yeah, whatever that it is. It becomes... The, it's the MacGuffin. Yeah. Um... Well, it powers the thing we want it to power, which could be the air breathing's not bad. Uh, my only concern after I keep thinking about it is they already have the ability to breathe above uh, water. Right. They just, it requires a device. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, do we know anything about else about these people? Um, they do like magic. I do know they that. They like magic. Well, they're, okay. they're, this is where it gets weird because I, I need to be careful because my character got sucked in with the that plot a little bit at the end. Okay. And so I need to make sure that... You like, don't step on that. Yes. I do, make sure that I'm not like, and then Bessa shows up and saves everyone. Well, Bessa won't show up. Right, exactly. But at one point, my, my character... Uh, I, I'm playing a mummy. Mm-hmm. And so he dies. Like, that's part of the gimmick is, like, he's like Kenny, you know. Does he wear gym shorts or something crazy? Because <laughs> um, that would be great. And uh, he w- he was killed at the school, and so it was a big deal, and everyone freaked out. Right. And what they didn't tell the whole school, but, you know, some players knew, characters knew, was that part of his heart was taken. Ooh. And, and it was magical, you know, because right. he, he had a magical regenerating heart, blah, 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 all this stuff. So the squid people have these and hearts? And we found out that the squid people, they don't have it anymore, but they he was the, the principal was the one that facilitated all that. So we I do know that plot-wise that the squid people have an interest in, in magic. So it doesn't have to be them breathing above water. Okay, so I have another question. Are the squid people unequivocally evil? That's is there some moral pretty, gray area? I mean, we could probably go a little gray, but it's been they've been pretty much portrayed as like the even when they were like even when he was the principal, everyone was like, "I'll trust him." Okay, well, see, because the other idea I had was, what if the uh, it wasn't the merma- it wasn't the squid people who wanted it, but it was the mermaids because this was a weapon they could use to like kill all of them. Mm-hmm. Is that something that they would have? A moral quandary. Oh, do we allow them could to kill all the could, squid people? Building on that, could we be overcomplicating this? What if, what if it's just a magic bomb, and the more it gets powered up, the bigger the bomb, and they just want this bomb filled up with magic so that they can drop it into the middle of the merfolk's new home? Sure. That's you know what? That's super simple. I be- like that. Especially if we're looking for this to not be a long-running plot, then let's let's step. There's back consequences. And just- Right, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> and that can be revealed. They don't end the game, and that can be revealed very simply through you know simple dialogue. Or maybe he's got, you know, maybe he has 
the bomb in his hand along with a map in his backpack that shows where the merfolk's new home is. You Would know what I mean? Or to have another or NPC he just there monologues. Oh, he monologues, Elliot. Yeah, monologues always fun. Yeah. And, and in mush, monologue works really well okay. because when it's my turn, I get to type as much as I want. <laughs> Right. And no one get you know no one can jump ahead and you, I can make sure to put as many you know and it's in mush it's very acceptable for whoever's running the scene to go everybody hold on a minute I've got to type this yeah big I've got out. a big thing to put out here so what's he doing in town with the bomb powering it it's the only place he could get enough magic at once he knows that there's students around so he literally is going to just rob a bank to attract mm-hmm. the students and then drop into the sewer. Yeah. Do they have like uh, occult or knowledge rolls? Oh, they some of them do. I mean, it, that's a mechanic in the game. It can be, yes. So, it depends on if they've chosen that or not. So a thing that we could have is a trigger where that people could look at it and go, "Oh wait, that is a bomb." They can that, figure it out by in, looking at in it. In some way, that's not good. Yeah, that yeah. says TNT on the side. <laughs> well, it could be like that. Glyph means explosive. So uh, some or, point, or just you know, like maybe not be able to read it, but you know, piece together what's I going think on. Anything that sucks up your magic feels bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's I some kind like of bag of be able to realize at some point. Well, some if it glows, glows more and hums louder yeah, and, and pulsates. Like, all of those things mm. feel ominous. It'd be cool if there was a way to open the scene with him using one of the bombs and then powering it up. But I'm not sure if at some point mm. they just don't ever. I think that also, that you need to realize that that this is four hours. That's right. true. It's four hours. So I think I think it boils down to something simple like he's he robs a, a bank is probably not the good idea if we want him to drop into uh, the sewers right start? away. No, it needs to be something that would have some sort of sewer access that's... The cannery. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like a... I mean, like a restaurant would make more sense where you could drop into... The creepiest restaurant in town with the gigantic sewer access in the back. Well, the thing is you're not going to get into a sewer from the bank because a bank's going to have all that stuff blocked off. He needs to be outside. He needs to start outside. The kids are answering the call of of the coffee shop being robbed. And he is standing at the sewer grate with the lid off when they arrive. And he drops in. And they chase him into the sewer, and then they fight him. What if, what if instead of attacking the town, he's attacking the water treatment plant? Because he doesn't really care what he attacks, and that place is in his wheelhouse. Because there's water there. I mean, or he could just be out in town throwing cars around. Like, if he's just trying to get their it attention. It is for color. That's what we're talking about here, you know. Yeah. I, I don't just like that, just in the middle of town. Is there a fountain? I can make one. There's a fountain in the middle of the town. And somehow he like tears it open and they go in from there. Well, he blows it open with a miniature one of those bombs. And then flies down in there. And then just know. drops down, j- steps down in into yeah. the hole. And they have what to- we might do is I'll, uh, I'll talk to Isis, which is she's the head whiz right. for this. And I will uh, head whiz. Yeah. Well, hey. And um, I'll actually see if we can uh, do some stuff before we set this up like say hey there's a new fountain that's going to be opened up they've poured the stuff and it's going to start running at you know at this time it could be the grand opening of the fountain oh wait i have a weird idea 
what if he is funding the fountain and it's actually the magical battery and the fight is somehow that makes no it would be great if that's the, a weeks and weeks be, because as soon as you have a fountain like that mm-hmm. then it's not a key then it's a portal yeah that's true right I but I love the idea of it being like a grand a dedication for mm-hmm. the fountain Right. So the town is dedicating a new fountain, and this guy shows up and and starts throwing people around and cars and stuff. And then our heroes show up to stop it, and he, you know, maybe tosses a little bomb to blow up a hole so he can drop into the sewers. They drop in to chase him, but discover that he's not running away. He's waiting for them because he wants them to use their powers to power up his bigger bomb. Right. Now, I have a question. When we're saying this bad guy, are we talking, is it going to be Crutchin? Or is it going to be a, a super villain, I and is Crutching going to be down there with the bomb? The ooh, I like that. I think it's all about how long you want this to take, and whether or not you want it to go on or not. Well, I think we also need to think about what the end result is. If things go well and they win, does that mean they capture this bad guy? Well, I think that's up to them. What makes sense in the setting? Do they capture the bad guys or do they kill them? Uh, no, capture. They're capture. usually they capture it's them. capture. As you know, we, we always talk though is as when we're crafting a plot. If this is a one shot, like I would, ra- I think I would rather. I don't want to. I don't want to say waste, but I don't want to use Crutchin in a one shot. No, yeah, but but he could be mentioned. He doesn't have to be there. Okay. What I was going to say, though, is you use Crutchin in this one shot to drop him into prison, and now they remember who he is so you can break him out and you okay. can do real plot. Okay. Like, that's that's my thinking, is because if you're talking about this character that even you as a storyteller had to look up his name, yeah, right, then you can't have him be around as an ongoing bad guy. They've got to know who he is first. Sure. And so okay. you this use could this be the introduction. As, it's an intro. It becomes an intro. Or maybe, maybe he's... Maybe he's uh... Loki in this. Maybe this was his plot all along to get in the prison. So we, instead of having him blow up the fountain, we have the, the, the crunchies that are running around do that. That yeah. way, they when they drop run, down and then he's there with the bomb underneath. And they right just run off into the darkness of the sewers and leave just him there to, right, to fight them. to suck right. up the magic. And they, the, so then they fight him and he either gets away or they, they capture him. Mm-hmm. And obviously this has a direct line. To the ocean somehow. And gives you a future plot to have him break out of jail and return. Right? Yes. Or he escapes. And he <laughs> was like, ha ha, I am the ocean master. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the battery now, the, the MacGuffin. What do we do if like it blows? <laughs> okay. Like, so he what, wants what it if, to blow in the ocean. Right. He wants it to blow down there. So you're I saying what that, happens if it blows in the middle of the town? I like, don't think it blows in the middle of the town. I think as soon as it's fully charged... He turns it off and runs with it. Okay. Maybe there's a certain sequence you have to put in to set it off. Or maybe it's just a switch. Yeah, yeah. He just throws the switch. Okay. I just... In fact, what if when they drop down into the sewer, he throws the switch to turn it on? That's... Yeah, that's... And then they know it's just turn the switch off. I know my players. Somebody's going to try to blow it up. And if they think he's going to get away, they will start throwing magic at it. To supercharge to it to blow supercharge it, it to blow to kill no. him. Or he turns it, it off. He okay, turns it off. I'm just saying, like, that's... Yeah. I think it's reasonable if somebody gets a super success... Yeah, oh, yeah, ...that yeah. that sort of thing happens. Yeah. And maybe it just becomes a small explosion. And then... Because it's a super success, it, like, cracks it, and the crack blasts him 
unconscious. Or maybe yeah. I blow half the town. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, whatever you want. Well, at that point, it'll be based on what's happening in the game and what makes sense. Yeah. I, I'm kind of the uh, the storyteller who will like, you know, oh, you want your leg blown off? Okay. Like a lot of, a lot of uh, whizzes don't like doing stuff like sure. that. But I'm always like, I'll maim you. You're not afraid. I'm the, yeah, no. Mm. Well, you so know what? This is a good opportunity for that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So cool. basically, we just did uh, a one-shot plot for your game here mm-hmm. as a little powwow. Um, so what we did, just to kind of re recap, turn we, it into some bullet points for us. Right, Ryan. we talked about. Uh, we started off by talking about what we don't want to run. Yes, and mm-hmm. then we talked a little bit about what the world was like, uh, what's been run in the past that was good, what's been run in the past that that doesn't work, uh, and then we talked about how long we wanted the plot to be, which we decided it would be one. A one shot. Mm-hmm. We talked about the location. We decided we wanted to do the sewers and we talked about the villain and their motivation. Then we examined the PCs that would be involved and what sort of powers that they have. And that led us to the magic. Uh, and then we sort of started looking into the history of the game, which brought us to the Ocean Master. No. Crutchin. Dr. Crutchin. Uh, the old PhD. principal and stuff, and then uh, and and then once we had all those things, that led us into basically coming up with the setup, deciding what happens and what the end game was going to be, and then figuring out what the resolutions were. So really, the only thing that someone have to do now is assign some stats as necessary for your system, whatever is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Roll some dice and. You're right. Basically, come up with a couple of maybe bullet points that you want to hit while you're going through his speeches, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. And that is what a storyteller meeting can look like. Except all the yelling at each other, we edited it out. Yeah, all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That's not there. Uh, Just to let you guys know, um, once I run this, I will come back and report. Sweet. Sounds great. Awesome. If we knew what we were doing, we would record record you running it. But we don't. Yeah, we, we don't. And it's a mush. I, it's text. Yeah, it's <laughs> text. People would read it and love it. Yeah, well, you but, know what, though? Actually, we could link to the log when it was over. Yes, yes. I, I will, we should but, do that. Well, hold on. I will have to get everyone's permission that was in the scene. Yes, that sounds great. But I, I will ask them and get the permission, and then Sweet. we will link it. Yeah. And then and and then you can tell them where they can go to listen to Absolutely. this to hear how that plot came about. <laughs> All, right, All right, well, let's go to Game Wrap. Welcome to Game Wrap. That was pretty good. I can't believe we recorded for three hours. <laughs> All right, well... Uh, for those of you listening, uh, you probably already know this, but you can find us at onarollpodcast.com. Of course, the podcast is on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and anywhere else that you listen to your garbage. Yes. You can find us on Twitter at onarollpodcast. You can also find us at facebook.com slash groups slash onarollpodcast. And you can send us an email at oh. hosts at onarollpodcast.com. And if you'd like to become a patron of the show, uh, you can do so at patreon.com slash on a roll podcast. That brings us to the... Wait, I have one other thing. I've recently joined Reddit, and I'm Jason the Favorite. People, (laughs) please tell me how to be better at Reddit. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the end. Join us next week when our topic is the board game Mousetrap. Is it actually a LARP? I would LARP Mousetrap. Until next time, I'm Ryan the Curmudgeon, Carrie's the favorite, and Jason is here. That's right. 
I'm just kidding. Jason's she's my favorite. Is she? Of Aww. the two of you. Aww. Well, she smells better and is not intimidating. That's tall. totally adorable. You yeah. guys both get uh, maximum XP for the month. Woo! Remember, the only way to win a role-playing <laughs> game is to have fun. Have fun. Oh. Opinions expressed on the Honor Roll podcast belong to just those who are here on the podcast and nobody else. All of the music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Incompetech.com.